And we're back. <laughs> on on Loathsome Things, your favorite horror movie podcast. I love this horror movie podcast. Oh, man. It's the favorite one I do. <laughs> Out of all the horror movie podcasts I do, this one is kind of my preferred. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, anyways, my name is John. That's John. And, and uh, with me, as always, the, my delightful co-host, Joss. Yes. Thank you, John. <laughs> or Josh. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever you prefer. Yeah. Well, with a name like Loathsome Things and Josh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Well, what the hell are we doing here anyway? John, today we are, we are watching Matt Mercer and Mike Teston's Dementia Part 2. Michael Testicles Dementia Part yes. 2. Yes, Michael Michael Testicles. Good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And in case you're wondering, but when I say Matt Mercer, yeah. I'm not referring to the celebrity dungeon master Matt Mercer, uh, but rather the alternate reality grown-up version of Haley Joel Osment Matt Mercer. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. This you guy. know. Yeah. This the face oh, that has oddly shown up in in like like I immediately recognized his face, which was weird. Yeah, um, I don't. I I mean, I recognized his face as you know, if Haley Joel Osment and Tom York had a a wonderful baby, <laughs> a hate child. Yes. Uh, whenever I looked at the movies that these people have done before, I was like, oh yeah, I've seen these covers and kept scrolling before. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen some of these and they're terrible. Yeah, oh, Contracted uh, Phase 2. I remember not watching that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't watch the second one. I watched the first one, which I wasn't a fan of. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was okay. And then I saw... Uh, Mike Teston also directed uh, the first Dementia film. Dementia, part uh, one, not which, called that. No, which I saw, and uh, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Different kind of movie. This is uh, this movie has a crazy backstory. I um, don't know it. <laughs> well, uh, I, I forget which dude it was, but he was... <laughs> talking to a buddy of his that ran a, a a film festival and they were talking about making movies and the guy that ran the festival basically said to either Matt or Mr. Testicle that um <laughs> the magical he, Mr. Testicle yeah Mr. Testies yeah said if if you can make a film like you know start to finish and have it ready by the time the 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 festival starts we'll show it and that would have been in 5 weeks from when they had the discussion so yeah. They did it. They wrote a script, got actors together, uh, got uh, the cheapest camera they could find, <laughs> <laughs> rented the most generic house they could shoot in or, you know, borrowed it from someone. Yeah. One bottle of Hershey syrup. One bottle of Hershey syrup, some contact lenses, yeah. <laughs> a couple of B-grade actors, and bingo, you've got a 66-minute movie that's kind of okay. Yeah. One exceptionally buoyant fake heart. <laughs> it's it's uh it, it was okay yeah yeah could you imagine being in a situation where a guy like makes a bet with you like hey man 
if you can make a movie in five weeks, I will play it at a serious film festival. And you can just be like, all right, I can do that because that's what I have around me. <laughs> let me let me shoot my entire career in the foot and make this semi-evil deadish comedy horror that kind of goes in too many directions, even in an hour and six minutes. Yeah. Like I was, I would, that was, yeah, I was surprised. Uh, I guess that goes into like the, 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 our opinion spoilers, but yeah, like this movie was a little bit longer than it needed to be. (laughs) Yeah, actually that's true. (laughs) Yeah. It was an hour and six minutes long and it was just like an extended short film. Yeah, that's actually, that's actually true. But I mean, you know, if, if you're making a movie in five weeks, you know, must needs or whatever saying applies. Yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, they, they did, you know, I think they did a good job within the confines of, you know, the limitations. Yeah, there were definitely moments in this movie where they were uh, shooting for excellence. They're like, oh, man, wouldn't it be great if this turned out well? <laughs> Let's frame it with really bad actors. <laughs> This guy looks famous, right? Let's get... He'll do it. He'll do it. I mean, he's also the creator and director of whatever. So, yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> I mean, having said that, it, the, the centerpiece, of course, of the film is the, is the main female actor, Suzanne Voss. And she does, she does give a great, a great performance. Yes. Uh, you might know her from Lords of Salem, that uh, movie. That probably means you saw her naked. Oh, God. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. <laughs> I just scrolled through her IMDb and I was like, eh, I've seen the cover of that movie. Yeah, it's a stinker. Is it a is it another zombie robification? It is. And yeah. it's uh yeah, it's it's not I'm not a huge fan of his, but that's not and even then it's not one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm 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 like okay with, with Rob Zombie stuff, you know. He I think he's good for the genre. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, and I think he's got a good sense of visual style. Yes, uh, I think his he's not a he's not a great screenwriter. I think it'd be better if he maybe shot someone else's idea. Yeah, like uh, the monsters, the movie. Yeah, that's gonna be problematic. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I actually thought his Halloween remake was okay, which is weird because I I love the original Halloween and uh, that for. For so many reasons, I should have hated that movie, but I didn't. If I am recalling correctly, though, isn't, isn't your preferred mode of Halloween the uh, uh, Eight More Days Until variety? Eight More Days Until Halloween? Yeah. The fuck is that? Halloween! Halloween! I'm talking about Season of the Witch. The stupid little song that plays in the commercial. Happy, happy Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I do like that movie. Shamrock. (laughs) I am rather fond of that movie. Yeah. I believe you found the DVD at a reasonable price at a gas station one time. Yeah, I got it for $2 at a Valero. And you were very excited. I probably got that, my lunch, and an energy drink for like five bucks. <laughs> Conveyor belt hot dog, off-brand energy drink. Package of toilet paper. Yeah. V- Valero-style cheese poofs. 
$2 movie. <laughs> Those were the days. Oh my god, I do love that movie, it's true. <laughs> Season of the Witch. Yes. Oh my god. <sighs> Fantastic. I actually, I have, I have not seen very many Rob Zombie movies, including, didn't he do two Halloweens? Yeah, he did. He remade the second one as well, where he really kind of strays from the original formula. I didn't like the second one as as much. The first was, I, I, I don't know, it was just, I mean, both of them are completely over the top. And like he takes the story and kind of zombifies it and yeah. makes it, you know, just ridiculous, like cartoonishly gory and, you know, cartoonishly bad acting and all of that. And, you know, he's hit or miss with that. When it when it works, it's entertaining. And when it doesn't, it's really kind of tedious. And that, that's how I felt about the second movie. Yeah. Hmm. Fun. Maybe we'll, Maybe we need to visit the Halloweeniverse. Yeah, we, we need to watch every single Halloween movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be a fun challenge, maybe. <laughs> Gang bang a ween <laughs> Wait, what if we... What if we were able to get enough screens that we could watch them all at the same time? Oh <laughs> we'll get really drunk and record ourselves watching them all at the same time. Oh, my God. Oh, we could do like Matrix style uh, video cameras where it's just like you can you can like bullet time around us as we're watching all of them. <laughs> that would be so great. Uh, that's how strokes happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, uh, Suzanne Voss, actress from Lords of Salem. Yeah. Yeah. Is Lords of Salem the weird cult one where there's like an umbilical cord monster? Is that that one? Because uh, yeah, I might I have seen I'm, that one. It might be. It's the one where the lady, where his wife plays the DJ and she gets the record from the satanic band. And oh. it, it's, it's just dumb. Yeah. That sounds familiar. <laughs> Witchcraft and stuff. Yeah. I might have seen that one. I think maybe I that might have been the last one that I saw before I like cut out. I was like, mm, 31, maybe not. Yeah, 31 is terrible. Yeah. Uh, so Dementia Part 2, though. Yeah. <laughs> Quality. Rob Zombie. Yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie's <laughs> Dementia Part 2. Yep. Uh, also features Najara Townsend, who co-starred or co-was in uh, contracted and contracted phase two with Matt Mercer. Yeah, she's the she's the the lead in it, isn't she? I don't know. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I think that's her. And and uh, it's like body body horror stuff. Yeah. Ah, okay. I might need to watch it, but maybe not. Um, and then also Graham Skipper is in this, and he is probably most famous for also being in Mike Teston's Dementia. Graham Skippy. Yeah, I know. When I saw the name, I was like, oh, that's your real name, sir, isn't it? He's an almost human, too. I don't know. The TV show? No, there's a movie called Almost Human. It's like a, a kind of sci fi horror. More human than human? Whoa. <laughs> well, he's in Beyond the Gates, too. Wow. Oh. And Dementia? Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's interesting because he's a terrible actor. He is. Uh, you know what? I I suspended disbelief, and during his little thing, like at the beginning of it, I was like, "Oh yeah, this guy, this guy is lovably horrible." But then it just kept going, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, wow, yeah." <laughs> H, 
I mean, they're all just playing it for camp, I guess, which, you know, yeah. that's fine, except that it didn't work. <laughs> oh, he's in Wolfman's Got Nards, too. <laughs> Wait, do you mean Wolfman's Got Nards as well, or Wolfman's Got Nards 2, the nardening? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Welcome to my nardmare. Nard warriors. <laughs> oh my god. Wolfie's got nard. That's right. Good. Yep. Now, if you're wondering why we're not taking this episode seriously, you might you might want to go ahead and watch this movie because no one else no, no one making this movie was taking it seriously either. No, they obviously had a good time and you know. Yeah. They were just, I mean, Jesus, I mean, how much can you do from start to finish in five weeks? Apparently yeah. this much. <laughs> from what I did read of the movie, it sounds like he they finished the sound editing a half hour before they had to be at the airport. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it had to be fun, just kind of, well, I don't know how fun it would have been. That five weeks of probably pure panic. Yeah, just just horrible, horrible anxiety and and self doubt. It's like, oh, good, we we got Graham to play a character. I've worked with him; he's awesome. And roll camera. Oh my god, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, Matt Mercer looks like his headshot here on on Google looks like uh, looks like he sings for Sticks or something. <laughs> Are there more things we need to say about it before we dive right into the spoilers? No, it's uh, it's it's billed as a sequel, but it's it's not really a, a sequel in the storytelling sense. It's more like part two in a series of films that kind of they're horror films based around, or maybe a thriller more in the first one, but based around uh, you know a, an elderly character that may or may not be suffering from dementia in the first film it's a man and he's he is suffering from it but in this one you know i guess it's debatable if the, if the character's even alive yeah oh i didn't even think of that well i mean it's right there in the tagline the the stupid tagline which doesn't really have anything to do with anything wait what's suzanne the wasn't suzanne wasn't always confused she wasn't always dead either Oh, that's nothing to do with this. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. This is one of those moments where you where you flip it around and you go, dude, you had five fucking weeks to come up with a better tagline. <laughs> Just use a line from the movie. And they're like, we couldn't. They were all terrible. <laughs> I just wiped my ass and looked at the toilet paper and there was a better tagline on that. Zing! Damn. <laughs> so go watch it. It is, I, I will say on my end at least, it is good enough to watch. It is. And it, it was it was fun to watch. I mean, yeah. it, it I, I agree with you. It, it could have actually, it really just would have functioned much better as a short film. But given the, Given the restrictions that they had, I think, you know, I think they pulled it off for the most part. It is entertaining. Yeah, there was there was no point at which I was watching this movie and I was like, oh, I wish I wasn't watching this movie. You know, it's 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 good to watch. Good, go watch it. It's a horror movie. It's fun. It's fun. 
Yeah, these guys know. I mean, it's obvious that these guys know what they're doing. They know how to, you know, how to make a visually compelling film. It's just they, they, you know, they had zero budget and no time, and they did the best they could, which actually, considering, was actually pretty cool. Some of the effects are actually pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. This I would say that this movie is at least four times as good as Intersect. <laughs> yeah, because yes. these people actually knew how to make a movie. Yeah, and, and Suzanne Voss is great. She really was great. Yeah. So go watch it and then come back and listen to us talk about it more because we're going to spoil it, I guess. I don't yeah. know if there's really much to spoil, but yeah, yeah. do that. <laughs> and now we're you've you've watched it. Congratulations. What did you think of it? <laughs> Just kidding. You don't have a microphone. That's us. John, what happened in this movie? Burn. <laughs> Um, one person dies, another is already dead, and maybe a third dies or is and or possibly dead. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about there. <laughs> some, some very confusing phrasing at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I had that question too. It's, uh, you know... One of the problems with this movie is is that the idea is just paper thin. Mm -hmm. You know, the movie, it's about this f fucking douchebag who's an ex-con. Yeah. Who, you, you, I mean, God only knows what, you know, how he would have done in prison. But anyways, he's an ex-con and he has to get, he has to find work or else he's going to get dragged back to jail. So he, he gets work to, you know, he gets this, he finds a job being a handyman for this, crazy old lady whose husband has died yeah it's it's like it's like a handyman uber basically yeah yeah so i mean that's that's the premise and then he gets there and you know crazy shit happens yep and and somehow for some reason canada is involved canada is involved for a reason that doesn't seem to make any sense mm -hmm. that's that's a big part of it uh and and then the whole entire conceit of the film ultimately makes no goddamn sense. No. Like, wait, what? So what? 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 Okay. No. Yeah. No sense made. No. <laughs> At the end, you're left. I wouldn't say with questions, just just a, a general sense of puzzlement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, it it tries to be kind of serious at times, and then it tries to be zany. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like Evil Dead-ish with the like montages, you know, montages, like funny camera movement and mm -hmm. really, really bad campy humor. Yeah. Yeah. This this movie definitely has way more jokes than it has real jokes. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. That's yeah. Part Occasionally of it's a little funny. Yeah, but, I guess so. But sometimes it's just like, ooh. You did not, you didn't, you didn't test that material out at all, did you? Which, you yes. know, no time. Yeah. Some of the sight gags are, are actually kind of funny. That's true. Yeah. Um. All right. So, so this movie opens on a dude writing on a typewriter. He talks about how he tried to kill his wife. He says that his appetite frightens me. Uh, we see him put on his Mountie uniform and talk about returning to the land of the beaver and the maple as Hershey's syrup drips out of his mouth and the Star Spangled Banner plays. 
Yeah. It's very strange. It's also in black and white. It's also in black and white, except yeah. for one. one thing. Yeah. Two. Or, yeah, two things. Yeah. We'll get to that. And boy, did it matter. <laughs> yeah, that really, really ties a bow around this whole Canadian Mountie business. <laughs> Like how he has to return to the land of the beaver. There's a photo of him holding a beaver, but a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Wouldn't want to rip off zombie beavers, that fun no. film. No. <laughs> yeah, a film that needs to be referenced as much as possible. <laughs> yes. Um the 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 film switches to our main character Wendell. He's passed out on a couch near some parole paperwork and a old to-go box full of noodles. Uh, the phone rings. His mouth drool is ultra gluey and sticks to the couch cushion as he tries to get up. Yeah. Um, and then instead of answering the phone, he just grabs handfuls of old room temperature noodles. <laughs> desiccated noodles yeah and uh lets the machine get it while he watches george romero's night of the living dead which is like, yeah. copyright free movie that shows up in every movie that needs a horror film yep i believe it was also in gus halwerda's intersect it's in everything yeah <laughs> it's we free should... it's free to use and so you see it in everything maybe we should start an opening we should have like a soundbite from it for our like opening sequence. Nice. Yeah. Um, and it's specifically that really crazy sequence where the little girl starts killing her mom with a trowel and the screaming gets all weird and, and echoey. It's really one of the one of the better parts of the movie. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. Okay. What the hell? That's called Upstairs Neighbors because apartment dwelling is fantastic. What, what the hell are they? Are they emptying the world's largest ice bucket? Uh, no, they seem to have a single piece of indestructible wire furniture that uh, can be used in a World Wrestling Federation fashion. <laughs> wow. Yes. She's, she's not currently yelling, but she is often dissatisfied with her uh, domestic partner. Oh, great. <laughs> So, welcome, welcome, uh, listeners, to uh, my daily life. Welcome, welcome to America, greatest country in the world. Yes, the downstairs neighbors also smoke weed constantly, so it smells like weed in here. Wow. Yeah. How many floors are there here? Three, and I am the sandwich meat. Oh, delicious. <laughs> yes. So I'm sure they're like, why is our upstairs neighbor so noisy? And I'm like, why do they <laughs> smell like weed? Whereas our upstairs neighbors are like, who? <laughs> i thought it was thunder that's yeah. crazy no no it's it is i imagine it's some sort of like wire clothing um like hanging rolling something i have no idea okay <laughs> oh, god podcasting folks <laughs> this is what it sounds like <laughs> how much did you pay to hear this oh that's right uh... Yeah, <laughs> Stitcher Premium. <laughs> um, he uh, and by he I mean Wendell gets a call from the call is from his parole officer telling him to get a job or butthole stuff will happen. <laughs> Good old Reggie. Yeah, this is Reggie. 
he's it's yeah, i forget exactly what he says it's like the tense starfish or something like that <laughs> yeah he's a charmer this one yeah wonderful man won't show up again in, like except for one phone call somewhere in the middle of the movie and then shows up in full wonderful glory towards the end regia glory <laughs> yes um, so Wendell gets a job as a Uber handyman, basically, and goes to an old lady's house to work on clogged pipes. Mm-hmm. And he is reminded to be, don't forget to get the work order signed before you leave. Um, so that's there. Good. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't showed up until now. <laughs> Normally she's calmer on a nice Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so he uh, he finds the house, knocks on the door. An old lady peeks at him through the window. And then we get opening credits with Dementia Part 2 Explosion. <laughs> yeah, but meaningless, but cool. Yeah, with, with really fun, like, tense horror movie opening credit uh, music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only the good soundtrack continued. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, pick a pick a soundtrack style. Yeah, yeah. For for like this moment, I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be one of those movies with a cool soundtrack." Like, that's gonna be why people think this movie's good. Nope. Mm-mm. All the music was used free. It looked like stuff they got off the internet. He says he's Wendell from Handyman Inc. She lets him in, offers him some quote greens tea. Yeah, greens tea. Yeah, and uh, delivers it unto him in what appears to be a salt-rimmed cup. <laughs> yeah, it's a little crusty on the edge there. Yeah, it, it 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 looks confusing more than gross, but by his reaction to tasting it, it is gross because he spits it back out, but he politely says it is just hot and not disgusting. Yeah, it's got bits in it because he's picking them out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, uh, while, while she is, um, making the tea, he spends some time looking at the mantle ple- piece, all the pictures, including a girl's photo taped over a regularly framed photo. And he just basically skips over the crazy, um, <laughs> squirrel that is fanged with horns and other nonsense. This just little stuffed fanged squirrel, fang horn squirrel. Yeah. Yeah, what is much more interesting is the photo of an old man in a hospital bed. <laughs> Which he can't stop looking at. Yeah, that really draws the eye. <laughs> hey, who's this codger? <laughs> uh, we find out that that codger was indeed Harold, who left uh, left uh, Suzanne a nest egg, um, which was especially good after uh, the bank crash of y2k where those computers killed all those people skynet yeah yeah Yeah. this is where we realize oh here's a shock suzanne's a little loopy yeah yeah a little little not all there uh so once she said he she says all that about y2k and skynet his response is oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah all this talk of guns and y2k and yeah. How Harold got bit by a fucking squirrel. And... Yeah, yeah. And he started hoarding cash and assault rifles. And then he bit her. Yeah, yeah. And and not just that he got bit by a squirrel. He got bit by this squirrel. Yes, the squirrel that's preserved on the mantelpiece. Yeah, the taxidermied squirrel with fangs and horns. <laughs> 
the rare fanghorn squirrel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that he bit her, um, and soon after that passed away in his sleep with the barrel of his M16 in his mouth. Just one of those freak accidents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to which he says, he sounds like a great American. Um, yeah. And she freaks out because she doesn't want to, him to let Harold hear him say that because he's Canadian and a Mountie completely meaningless yeah yeah i mean it, it is it is recurring uh we've we've we there's lots of canadian mountie business but it has nothing to do with like in any meaningful way it's just there it's a set piece yeah it's just some sort of character element or something that really doesn't have any relevance to the story it's like they asked themselves what kind of outfit could a person wear in a black and white movie that is red hmm perhaps a canadian mountie outfit this will perfectly fit with our comedy horror movie about dementia yes yeah should we perhaps change it to being bit by a squirrel to being bit by a beaver? No. Mm -mm. Nope. Stick with the squirrel, which makes even less sense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We already have the taxidermied squirrel. We're not changing it. If only we had six weeks to make this movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, we find out that because he was such a rugged man's man, he taught her how to field dress uh, uh, small animals quickly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I guess comes in handy in her line of work. The man had his secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's when she shows him Harold's room. He's like, I'd like to get to work. And she takes him into Harold's room where the pile of guns are and also the typewriter from before. And it still has that sheet of paper that we saw him typing up mm -hmm. um, in the feed. What's it called in a typewriter? Spool? I don't know. Yes, it's a spoolenschwanker. Yeah, I don't know typewriter words because I never had to. <laughs> Last night I tried to kill my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my appetite grows. That's right. And then she looks at the typewriter and like blanks completely because dementia mm -hmm. and uh she doesn't understand who wendell is and did harold let you in and he, so he's like i don't think he's here i believe he passed away and uh uh she gets super pissed out about that and he's like i'm here because uh maybe you have a clogged pipe and she thinks that is just disgusting <laughs> and slaps him. slaps him shame on you yeah <laughs> Uh, but then she agrees to let him fix all kinds of not pipe-related things around the house. Uh, he goes up on a ladder to change light bulbs, and she plays a fun game of turning the lights on and off while he's staring at the light bulbs, and she thinks it's hilarious. Cackles like a lunatic. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, that's good. But you can turn it on. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and you did it again. It gets funnier each time. <laughs> And then she gives him, quote unquote, $10. Yeah, a, a, a folded up $100 bill. It's just $10. I can spare that. <laughs> Which, so she clearly has no clue how much money she's sitting on. Yeah. 
which turns into a montage of him doing every conceivable type of chore around the house <laughs> while she watches him creepy and tip keeps tipping him hundos while a weird this little piggy had none song plays in the background god it was so dumb <laughs> Yeah, and there's even like a, a a scene, like a close up on his face while his he's wiping sweat off of his brow with a disgusting, dirty hand, and it's supposed to be like sexy man stuff happening. Yeah, they they keep showing the clip over and over, and like some bad rock video. <laughs> yeah, and she's just like watching him horny from the window. <laughs> I kept expecting the music to go. <laughs> I like that one of the chores that he did for her is he just moves a cinder block from one side of the yard to just under a window. <laughs> and he, I, I like that one is, I guess the assumption is that he lubed the, the gate so that it wouldn't squeak, <laughs> but they don't show that. They just show him opening and closing the gate and yeah. looking at her. Yeah. The same gate that has the little uh, dinkly chime that he likes to finger. The dingly, dingly finger chime that, that they zero in on for no reason. Yeah, it never comes back. Ooh, dingle chime. It was probably they were filming that earlier. They're like, maybe this will be creepy later. Dog ear the dingly chime. Yeah, and then later they were like, we have no time for the dingly chime or Canada, really. Uh, just go with it. It's just leave. Just leave it in. This was going to be 90 minutes. Uh-oh. Um... So after all of this, he's like sweaty and he's like trying to pull a clog out of the kitchen sink. But uh, then she comes in. Oh, and I like I like that she keeps getting his name wrong earlier. She called him Wesley. And then she's like, Wilson, have you ever been in love? <laughs> and that's when she she pulls out a little tape recorder and plays Red Sails in the Sunset by the Platters. She says that uh, Harold and her used to dance to this over and over again. And she asks him to dance with her and begins singing the song kind of directly into his face and forces him in close to her and shoves her hand into his ass while they dance. Yeah, she's got she's completely like clenched on, won't let go. He's trying to get loose. She won't let him go. Yeah, yeah. He was like dancing with her straight up and she like pulls his head into her bosom <laughs> and he is like twice as tall as her she's like moan singing yeah yeah oh the red cell yeah not not quite uh shoot what's her face from honeydew level like not quite there but but close right yeah and uh, so he, he like even tries to dig her hand out of his ass, but she will not budge. <laughs> nope. This is what they're doing. And so they continue to dance until the song finishes. And then he like pries himself away. And he's like, I, uh, I really need to get to work. <laughs> and so he goes into the kitchen and she runs off upstairs crying. Uh, so in the kitchen, he finally manages to unclog it by pulling out a gluey wad of gross hair. Uh, he pulls it out really slowly and then like plays with it in his hand for a while. What was it supposed to be as another squirrel? I didn't even, I couldn't tell. It's just a gross wad of something. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's sticky in the manner that uh, his face drool was whatever he was asleep on the couch. 
Yeah, the glue uh, budget apparently was limitless. Yeah, yeah, they 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 went all the way in on goop. <laughs> um, and also, like the the sound on it is good. The sound on the stickiness was good, but also part of the sound was it like being so wet that it's in a perpetual state of drip, but you see mm-hmm. no water coming off. Of it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a dry, sticky thing that's making the sound of dripping water. <laughs> that's right. Um, and, uh, let's see at this point, she has forgotten him again, mm-hmm. but, uh, realizes that there's a man in the house. So she comes down with the M16 assault rifle or whatever you want to call it, gun people and, uh, yells at him to get out while pointing the gun at him. Yeah. She's like hysteric. Get the fuck out. Yeah. 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 Intense. <laughs> um, uh, he leaves and then remembers after he's outside that his tools and his tool belt and the work order that she hasn't signed is still inside. So he has a whole little thought process about what to do, including, hey, maybe I can break in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, to the crazy lady with the guns house, I'll just break in. No problem. But that doesn't work. So he just waits a second and is like, oh, yeah, that's right. Dementia. So then he knocks on the door and just introduces himself. She does the little peek through the window thing, invites him in, offers him more greens tea. <laughs> yep. Like, and, like, uh, like he's never been there. Yeah. And so he goes and puts to get his tools back and everything. And they do it like like an evil dead style. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why that. Why, yeah, what 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 happened? Why did that suddenly happen? Yeah, why is this impressive? It doesn't mean anything. No. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't fit at all. Yeah, it was it was very strange. Um, and uh, then he hears her drop something in the kitchen. Goes in there, which this is a thing that keeps happening. He hears her in another room and just goes into that room instead of leaving. Mm-hmm. This will keep going on. He goes, he hears her drop something, goes in, sees that she is, uh, her face is covered in blood and Mm -hmm. she has dropped a bowl full of raw meat chunks onto the floor. Yeah. She's just eating cubes of raw meat. Yeah. Yeah. Like stew, stew cubes. (laughs) And, uh, she says, Harold, I almost didn't recognize you. And so, uh, this genius, Wendell, decides to play along. Hey, sweetie, it's me. I just came home on my lunch break to fix the old clog. <laughs> and then, then we get her disgusting for you. <laughs> She's like, mm, you want to fix my pipes, huh? Which end do you want to fix? <laughs> yeah. Which he immediately panics. He's like, uh, I just need you to sign this new life insurance policy. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's like, she's like, she wants her pipes fixed first, but you have to figure out which one is clogged. (laughs) (laughs) So up until this point, we knew that she was just a little thirsty, but this is whenever the movie goes full blown. Suzanne is horny right now. (laughs) She, she, she can get it. And she does not stop. No, she's fantastic. He gets a call from Reggie, the parole officer, who is verbally abusive and is looking for him. He wants to know where he's working, like the address, and and stay there. Don't leave. I'll be right there. 
so now he can't leave. He has to stick around. And at this point, he... Oh, yeah, she got all, like, pissed off because in, instead of, you know, doing it, he answered a phone. <laughs> um, and she even, like, we see her, like, carry off the the work order, but then just set it back down. And I thought that that was going to, like, play somehow into the movie like where he's gonna have to figure out where the work order is and get it signed they they really like push the work order like it seems like it's going to be important but then it's not yeah it's so dumb because i mean she's got dementia couldn't he just forge her signature and that would be the end of it one would think (laughs) but no and even even like i thought it was maybe it was just the purpose that he went back in but then he also needed to get his tools so it it doesn't make sense yeah um uh he hears her choking upstairs so he goes upstairs to help uh and he finds her puking her guts out like super wretchedly over the side of her bed onto the floor yeah Um, and she's laying there with what looks like oatmeal all over her mouth yeah yeah which is weird considering she'd just been eating raw meat chunks but now it's turned into uh grits yeah yeah so uh, so he rolls her over onto her back, and uh, she's not breathing, so he uh, starts doing a really, really sticky mouth-to-mouth. It's so disgusting. Using the same goop as his uh, sleep drool and the hair clog as earlier. Yeah, he's like putting his fingers in her mouth to clear it of vomit. Yeah. And then he puts his mouth on there. That that whole part was great. I mean, it was yeah. disgusting, but it was great. And then whenever he pulls his face away, it's just huge, thick strings of goop. Like, like just, <laughs> just stretching out between their faces. And then he has to go in and do it again. <laughs> Gags, it's so great. Yeah, yeah. He like almost heaves. And then it's like, oh, well, I guess it's time for chest compressions. To which he... He goes in for chest compressions, and then she spews blood all over his face. <laughs> yep. And uh, is now alive again and yep. taking a nap. <laughs> oh, Fantastic. So good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at this point, a roller skate waitress comes in. Yeah. yeah. Just comes in with her, like, you know, like uh, Halloween costume of the hot, hot, waitress diner waitress thing or something yeah like a like a old school uh uh yeah 50s diner waitress her name is sheila and she doesn't know who he is he tries to explain she's skeptical thinks that maybe he's here to have sex with old ladies (laughs) and doesn't really care so she just leaves (laughs) yeah she's like what the fuck are you doing yeah and then she's like whatever i don't care like that she's like there's vomit and blood everywhere but you know yeah yeah she, he's like yeah she was uh she was like choking to death and and uh she looks over she's like it looks like she's just taking a nap <laughs> it's like no it really doesn't yeah, no no there's there's junk everywhere just look on that side of the bed <laughs> it's carnage yeah um so she goes downstairs and then he goes downstairs. She looks at the uh, work order and she's like, Handyman Inc., that can't be a real name of a business. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he starts tripping balls. Yeah. Is he? Is it because he ingested 
zombie demon juice i think i think it's yeah he got a he got a a taste of that uh sweet sweet mouth sauce and (laughs) so now he's getting like i think the idea is that that's what she's got too like she doesn't have dementia she has tripping balls yeah (laughs) yeah that could be um, but I'm not really sure. But uh, yeah, but it's not it's not clear. Yeah, it it is it is not explicit. Um, yeah, you, you just kind of gather that it's you know. I mean, obviously he he just he just exchanged fluids with her, so you gotta yeah. imagine that's what is going on. I mean, the only other thing it could be is if it turns out that the greens tea just took exactly this amount of time to kick in. <laughs> yeah, but that seems less likely. Yeah. Um, He's able to hold down the conversation with Sheila for a while, but then starts to drift. Um, then he takes himself a trippy little walk around the living room where he starts noticing things and the taxidermied squirrel starts talking to him in a squeaky voice. Um, <laughs> yeah, so dumb. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, and then he goes on a full-blown hallucinatory excursion. And now he's wearing a Mountie costume. He sees... Harold in a in a hospital gown out in a field. He sees a squirrel skit, skittering around in the woods. Uh, Harold comes after him with sticky hands to his face, and then Harold rips his own face off. Yeah, just starts just peeling it off. Yeah, and it, I mean it's like yeah, it's so clearly latex, but that's okay. Yeah, it was it was still a pretty cool shot. It was a cool shot. Um, it was a, a very cool shot, and it was better when they did it in um, in Relic, that movie mm. about dementia, where a person with dementia rips their skin off their face. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a better movie than this. Go watch Relic. Oh, and then we get the, like, the, the kind of... Um, uh, it's like from a cartoon or something where it shows him screaming. And then over that is like a superimposed image of like a plastic skull or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And then he's like in a room that is TV static everywhere. Yeah. Videodrome style. And then all of a sudden he wakes up. Yep. He comes to, um, to, to Suzanne pronouncing the word. Yeah over and over again from the staircase we see that her face and chest are covered in blood and she's saying she's not right that little slut that's right she's trying to get him to come upstairs yeah uh she needs help with something and he's like nah i gotta go she's like i've given you at least fifty dollars He's probably got like a thousand bucks. Yeah. It's like, uh, you owe me one last thing. And he's like, well, that's definitely true. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I at, at least that much. Yeah. I mean, this high alone is worth something. <laughs> yeah. Um, So he goes upstairs with her. She starts, instead of showing him what needs to be fixed, she tells a story of how she and used to dance and Harold would watch her dance and we get an interlude of a of a woman dancing and a a a mounty with his face in shadows smoking a cigar watching her dance we find out that their relationship was the kind of thing that used to be frowned upon and that kids nowadays probably don't have to worry about keeping that kind of thing secret he's like what are you talking about she's like oh don't be silly and that's the last we ever hear of that Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I, I didn't I didn't know what it meant either. 
it was just a thing. Yeah. It's, An unexplored avenue, I guess. Yeah, and it seemed like it was like the kind of thing that would be like a pivotal key facet of why this movie was good. Yeah, it had that feel to it, and then it just went, that was that was that. Yeah, then they just dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is disappointing because I was like, oh, cool. There's like, there's a little, a little hook, you know, uh, a lot, a lot of what there is to like about this movie is uh, like empathy for her character up mm-hmm. until this point. It's humorous how he's like, oh no, she wants to have sex with me. But it's also, you know, like, like touching and, and sad seeing this uh, human deterioration that she's going through. And then like, this seems like a, a key aspect of it, but then it just goes away. Yeah. yeah. Just saunters on to the next part. Yeah. And she wants him to wear the, the uniform. That's right. She wants, she's, she's got the, the red Mountie uniform and it's in great condition and she wants him to wear it. Mm-hmm. He's like, That's where we see it's red, right? Uh, no. Well, I don't know. You know, it, we might, but I, I might not have uh, noticed. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember when when we see that it's red the first like actually red. Oh yeah, because it's it's when uh, when she says you know Sheila that's slut Sheila she's not right and she gets him to come into the room and shows him the uniform on the bed and it's red and then she's you, then you get this flashback to the I was a dancer back in the day stuff. Oh. Harold would watch and you know you get the whole silhouette thing and stuff and then you then we we come back to kind of like reality and she's trying to get him trying to convince him to wear the uniform. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, she really wants him to, to wear it, but he's like, nah, let's, uh, let's do this business stuff so I can leave. He's like, nah, fam. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. You know, what's important family. (laughs) Um, so it turns out that she needs him to fix whatever it is. That's blocking the airflow up in the ceiling. So he climbs up on a ladder digs around in the ceiling he finds a gross wig and a box full of money uh she he's hands the wig down he's like do you want this box of money she's like no leave that there and then she's like smelling the wig and she's like oh it still smells like bear like harold's bald head (laughs) (laughs) that's disgusting it's such it's such a lame like deus ex machina too it's like what 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 excuse can we give for him seeing the money Mm mm-hmm Yep. And even in this movie that's full of like vomit and later there will be guts and and horrible stickiness, I really feel like the fact that it smells like his bald head is the grossest part. Yeah, that's really disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable. Because then, now that he's fixed the problem, she's back to the idea of you should put on this costume, and then she just shoves Harold's bald head smelling wig on to Wendell. <laughs> and fucking tries to kiss him. Yeah, yeah. Then she goes in for smooches. <laughs> so while he's trying to fend off her smooches, he rips the wig off and he's like, whoa, well, would you look at that? It fell right off. Like, it's a funny <laughs> joke. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, she tries to give him more money. She's he's like, no, no, no. And then he storms out. That's enough. Yeah. And then instead of just actually leaving, he like closes the door softly behind him and then notices that he can see Sheila half naked and just stares at her for a while. Yeah. And he, but he also shows like bef- right the second before that, I think he shows that he feels kind of bad. 
Oh, uh, is that like, what it was? For getting rough with the com- oh, yeah. with the completely insane old lady, but you know, she's busting the move on him and all that, and he he just gets a little too rough, I guess, so he feels bad. But then semi semi naked lady. Yeah. Yeah, so he sees he sees her half naked through a, a crack in the door and then just stands there and stares at her while she changes clothes and then she turns around and sees him, gets mad and he's like, "No, no, but yes, that's what you were doing, you creepo." Yeah. No, that's not it, but yeah. it is. I wasn't just staring at you because you're almost naked and I I liked to look at it and this old lady got me horny. It wasn't that. <laughs> So she slams the door and he's like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he hears weird noises coming from Suzanne's room. We see inside that she's sitting on her bed and just pouring Hershey's syrup out of her own face. Uh, then he comes in. She's collapsed on the floor and he yells, damn it, Sheila. Get in here. I need your help. And then we have... Uh, what to me is one of the worst parts of this movie. <laughs> he uh, rips the wires out of a lamp, pulls them apart so that you've got two different exposed wires, uh, and holds them, tells Sheila to go check to see if the switch is off. She goes and flips it before he's ready, which electrocutes him. Yeah, and then it's like this goofy like graphic of... yeah like white lines in his eyes or something to look like electricity shooting through. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really unimpressively. Uh, I think it's supposed to be charming, but it's not. Graphics. It's not because, yeah. Cause everything is so flat in this movie. I mean, it's, it's, it's very digital camera looking and you know, there, there's no character to the imagery. And then when they try to treat a scene like this, you know, it's like, well, you might as well, Either either do this through stuff like this through the whole movie or don't do it at all. Yeah. Because it just doesn't work. Yeah. And it, it's supposed to be, I guess, real funny. And it's also not funny. Yeah. So, yeah, she goes, she flips the switch, it electrocutes him, and then it's like he forgot that it happened or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But his plan is that he's going to then take these two wires, put one on either side of Suzanne's skull... And then she's going to flip the switch and that's going to bring her back to life, which yeah, happens. He, yeah, he jump starts her. Yeah. Uh, also electrocuting himself again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works. Uh, or Well, and then she was like, is she alive? So he puts his ear down to her face and she licks his ear and he's like, yep, she's alive. <laughs> yeah, that was gross. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, uh, well, yeah, she's still horny, so still alive. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and uh, then she's like, oh, yeah, and something happens to her at dusk. Uh, okay. Uh, it's weird. At this point, Reggie knocks at the door. He comes in, is very aggressive, uh, frisks Wendell in front of Sheila. Um, he's mad about driving across town at dawn, to which Wendell, Wendell replies, it's 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, he's going to make Wendell pee in a cup. The whole boner joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. She's like, does this type of, like, acting this way and holding this kind of power make you hard? And he's like, yeah, actually, it does. Tell him, Wendell, tell him that you can f- feel it right now. He's like, yeah, I can feel it. It's, yeah. He's hard. Yeah, it's great. That's and hilarious. Really it, funny. It's so funny. <laughs> 
so as Wendell goes upstairs to pee in a cup. Which uh, was whipped out of a fanny pack, by the way. Yes, he just carries around a fanny pack full of pee cups. <laughs> that was actually a pretty nice touch. Yeah. So so as, as Wendell leaves, Reggie asks Sheila why she's with Wendell. Like, what's, you know, why are you dating a guy like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is strange because he knows that this is a house where Wendell is going to work. Yeah. She says, you know, oh, well, he's nice and he's, he listens, but really it's about his huge dick. <laughs> and Reggie says that he can respect that. And she finds that disgusting. So she leaves. It's so weird. It is the very strange <laughs> type of discourse that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> don't know why why she was talking about her love of huge dicks to that guy <laughs> it's like what would, they just they just got all the dick jokes out right yeah. here in this little section let's do it and so her brilliant idea is to go upstairs uh wendell is in the bathroom so she's gonna just lean on the other side of the door he says that he's having a hard time peeing, so she was like, ah, you know what will help you pee? If you have someone talking to you while you try to pee. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly how you stop someone from peeing. Yes. So they have a whole conversation while he doesn't pee. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it's very strange. So she's like confessing that she's conning this lady. Uh, that she is just a waitress and that she's got student debt and she was able to convince this lady that she's her daughter and she's trying to figure out where all this money is. It's just uninteresting. Meanwhile, downstairs, Reggie has taken a phone call from, I guess, his wife or whatever, to which she's mad at him because he had sex with the stripper. And he's like, oh, but baby, it didn't mean anything. I love you. Uh, You know I'm fragile. And then he like, starts looking at the uh, picture with the lady with her own picture pasted over the actual daughter's picture. It's real weird. Mm -hmm. But I think the him being on the phone and saying that the stripper didn't mean anything and I'm fragile was also supposed to be funny. Yeah. Which I guess. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Then while Sheila is trying to help Wendell P um suzanne comes downstairs and faces reggie uh she's got just blood dripping down her face um she's gurgling they've put in the contact so that now she looks like a crazy you know white pupiled monster Mm -hmm. and um uh, she starts gurgling at reggie and comes at him with a $100 bill, and he's like, all right. (laughs) And then she stabs him in the belly, rips upward, uh, a.k.a. like dressing something in under a minute, Mm -hmm. um, and then starts yoinking out his guts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, it turns out that if you talk to Wendell long enough, eventually he will pee, (laughs) and uh, even like, puts the lid on the cup and then it's like, Ooh, there's pee on my hands. <laughs> yeah. That goes nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Goes nowhere. Then he flushes the toilet and sees that all of the water, water that flushes out of the tank is blood. Mm-hmm. So he opens up the back tank and finds severed hands and a, a heart that will not sink. <laughs> yes a very rubbery heart yes a, a it just floats all the way on top of the water like magic 
Um, and that's when they hear Reggie screaming. So they come downstairs. They see uh, Suzanne eating Reggie. Mm-hmm. And Suzanne comes to. She says, oh, dear, what have I done? And tries to shove his guts back in. Sorry, she says. <laughs> and then she squeezes past them to go upstairs and clean up. Uh, they decide that it is time to steal this lady's money and then depart. Yeah, it's not time to depart. It's time to steal her money and then depart. Yeah. Um, there And so Sheila's like, where is it? And he's like, it's up there with that thing. <laughs> um, and so now it's time for a montage. Mm, my favorite. Yes a montage of Suzanne doing really fun like crazy makeup on her face in a vanity mirror mm-hmm. that's the good part of it she's just like layering on like like batter fulls of just tons of makeup for some reason which and, is pretty awesome yeah big old thick globs of lipstick all over the place uh, that's the fun part that I think the part that's supposed to be fun though but isn't is um them weaponing up yeah yeah uh, super evil dead style yeah like like a, a can of hairspray and a uh cigarette lighter to make a fire torch that never comes up again yeah and it's another one of those scenes yeah 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 and uh and them like having all of these different weapons that they then go on to not use <laughs> at all yeah it's so weird. And then, um, uh, what they, then they find chunks of Harold in the fridge, including his head. Mm-hmm. And so that mixed with the other body chunks in the toilet just makes me wonder. Cause we know that Sheila lives there. She even says that she starts, she started to look at her weird. So she's been locking her door at night. Yeah. So does she only have like, you know, carry out or what bags of like, chips. She never opens the refrigerator. She never goes in the refrigerator, never uses the toilet that that yeah. guy used. It also doesn't really make it very clear how there was regular water in the toilet before. he flooded. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So, so she freaks out because there's just been a human head and other body parts in the fridge that she is, almost definitely been using for a while mm-hmm. and she just now notices that the head falls out and so she soccer balls it over to the corner <laughs> and at this point uh wendell says wait i have an idea um and then instead of doing a montage of that it just switches he pulls out the tape player that he found somewhere plays the song red sails in the sunset and mm-hmm. she hears it from upstairs and does a really, really cool, uh, like descending, looking for the music while having her crazy contacts and makeup in. And that, that's just, it's great. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. This is a mm-hmm. good part. Um, she comes downstairs and we see that he's dressed in full Herald cosplay with the red Mountie uniform and the wig and the hat. You see that it's red, it's color, you can see the color now. Yep, yep, and he's holding out a bouquet of flowers, which you can see a little bit of yellow on the flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that pops through the black and white. It's really good, and she's, like, moving towards him, reaching for him. She's, like, so out of her mind happy, 
and then the tape player breaks and she goes nuts and attacks it. Yeah, and she sees the head also. She sees Harold's head. Yeah, sees Harold's head in the corner. He pulls out a, a monkey wrench and tries to wallop her, but she's too good. And she's got that demon yell. Yeah. Wait, is this it? Is that where the dead thing, like, did electrocuting her make her full monster? I have no idea what made her full monster. Cause she I was, didn't understand it. She was all eaty. I don't know. Yeah, she just, when she... When she realizes she's been duped, then she does that weird demonic yell. Yeah. And then they start struggling. He's got that gigantic monkey wrench. Yeah. I don't know. But um, at this point, the M16 comes into play because uh, Sheila, on full automatic, shoots Suzanne a bunch of times, even though she's like right next to Wendell. All of the bullets hit Suzanne. None of them go and hit Wendell. And they have succeeded. Yeah, that's they've killed her. Yep. Or stopped her or whatever. Yep. And her, her big one-liner after shooting Suzanne is, let's get that fucking money. <laughs> End of movie, basically. Yeah, yeah. We get the uh, super always fun and great uh, uh, captions with the photo at the end of how they went on to live the rest of their lives. Yeah, the old where are the old trading places? Where are they now? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We find out that Sheila used her money to move away from where she lived, which ended up being uh, she moved to Cardiff, Wales, mm-hmm. and works at a fifties Americana diner. Yeah, and she traveled around the world. Yeah. Romania, Cotter, and London. Yeah. Which I don't I don't know if I don't know if like her working at a fifties Americana diner in Cardiff is like is that supposed to be some sort of like just desserts or something? I don't know. Or, I didn't get that. Yeah. Is it supposed to be a happy ending? I don't Yeah, know. and then the line where she typically recommends the potato skins. Yeah. Great. And now we, and you can hear the national anthem playing again. Yeah, yeah, the Star Spangled Banner is playing again, which I really I feel like there is no reason not to play O Canada. Yeah. It would have been funnier. It would have almost made the Mountie angle make more sense. Yeah, it would have at least gone with the theme. Yeah. Even in the room with all of the guns and the typewriter in his costume, there's a giant Canadian flag hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, there's one in the window, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe window, not ceiling. I don't know. But yeah, doesn't make any sense. Uh, We find out that Wendell used his money to uh, buy a new identity for himself, but it was a trick identity that belonged to someone wanted for shit. uh, Like, what was it? Prostitution or something? Yeah, prostitution and solicitation. Solicitation, that's it. Yeah. And uh, he is now serving six to ten years in what I assume they find to be the funniest of all prisons, Sing Sing. (laughs) Sing Sing. And he answers to Wendy. Answers to the name Wendy. Yeah. Oh, how funny. So funny. (laughs) Uh, That was what uh, uh, Reggie called him. Reggie always called him Wendy. It's very funny because Reggie also made that butthole joke earlier. Uh, we find out that here here it is Reggie was found three weeks later by a common burglar quote he died shortly thereafter <laughs> okay so wait he laid on the floor for three weeks 
disemboweled. Yeah. Either Reggie died three weeks after being found by the burglar or the burglar died. It may. Yeah. Maybe that's what they meant. Maybe. I but who knows? Know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then we find out that Suzanne was never found, but the new tenants of her house hear red sails at the sunset coming from the attic sometimes. Again, makes no fucking sense. No, no, it doesn't. So, she, so what's that mean? She's possibly still alive and playing cassettes hiding in the attic? Yeah. Why? And how would they not see her or get eaten? Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah, I, she is a ghost that just very poorly sings Red Cells at the Sunset. Yeah. I don't know. That made no sense. Maybe that's when she's dead. <laughs> yeah. Like the tagline. Then we get the full credit sequence. Yep. With like Stranger Things 80s synth music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That had, had no relevance to anything. Yeah. It wasn't that kind of movie. It wasn't stylized like that. It wasn't a genre film. Nope. They just played that that kind of like popular synthy horror movie music that shows up in everything. Yeah. Yep. So, I didn't get that. That was weird. I didn't either. But I mean, we know the last thing they did was the sound mixing. Maybe they're like, I don't know, just slap it on there. Here, let's it's free. Let me get my keyboard out. Yeah. I'm like John Carpenter, right? <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah so that was that that was that and i i'm a little bit baffled as to what exactly was going on i guess it was supposed to be some sort of like a zombie thing yeah like the squirrel had i don't Fang know horns? yeah so it was like a demon squirrel and that bit Harold, and then Harold thirsted for human blood, or hungered for human skin, and then he bit her, and she got it after probably killing Harold? Yeah. Or he did like, kill himself? He killed himself because he had some idea what was happening to him? Yeah. But she didn't because she actually was suffering from dementia? <laughs> <laughs> and part of the demon squirrel curse is being high as balls yeah, and sure. super horny <laughs> yeah or was so there, it was it yeah. just that she was always horny she just she just happened to be a super horny lady okay i mean that makes sense not really no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they only had an hour. Wait, well, how could they make so many misdirections? I don't know. Red sunset herrings. I mean, so it's 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 weird because it's cool that they were able to pull it off, but at the same time, it they didn't really pull it off. Yeah, no. They made it. I mean, they they completed the project. Yeah, it has some it has some strengths. It is a movie. It's a movie, but it's a it's a bit of a bungled mess. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is really messy. I'm try, like I try to like I'm trying to draw parallels. I'm like, okay, maybe red sails in the sunset is because he wears his red mounty uniform. 
Yeah, I mean, there were there were some ideas that were floating around there. I think the problem was that uh, it maybe they had, I don't know, maybe they they realized that it was just going to take too long to flesh that out, and so they just kind of left it as subtext and and let the the action kind of speak for itself. I mean, I think they got a little lost. Yeah, I mean, that's that's you know, like part of writing is the the shitty first draft. And so you just like leave stuff in and then see if you can make it all connect later. And I feel like that's probably what they did here, but then they just didn't have enough time to connect the dots. You know, they ran out of time, but then they also didn't have enough footage to not include the crazy business that didn't get connected. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, to be fair, I mean, five weeks is a really, really fast turnaround. Yeah. Especially considering that the, it wasn't an idea that anybody was thinking about. It wasn't, you know, it was it was like, hey, you should do this. And five weeks later, they did it. Yeah. yeah. You know, from start to finish with a, you know, a cool cover. Yeah. Um, the artwork is cool. It had some some interesting makeup effects. Uh, they They pulled a group of actors that they've worked with before on other projects. Yep. So they kind of had access to these folks. They they got one gem, like you know, some one diamond, basically. Like Suzanne Voss is great. Yep. Uh, she's funny, and you know, she's she's pretty pretty. She's very good at making you feel uncomfortable. And she's as an actress, she's up for anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. She she's the sticky ooey glue that held this movie together emotionally. Yeah, she's great. I mean, it's it. I would say, you know, I'm like, I, I mean, I would say it's worth watching, but I would definitely say it's worth watching to see her performance. Yeah, yeah, not not so much um, science fiction version of Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The rest of the movie is is one of those is is basically like a long version of one of those shitty short horror films that you see on YouTube where you're like, "Dash, that one wasn't very good." Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see this like being cut and maybe shooting a few extra scenes and it being a stellar 25-minute short film. Yeah, they've got a, they've got some cool ideas in there and it could have it really could have uh it could have been a lot better. Yeah. It could have It's been, not bad. Yeah. It's just I mean, ba- like with the constraints they had, it's fantastic. Like putting something together like that is just impossible. Yeah, I mean, if 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 it was left to me, this movie would be oh so much worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had like a, 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 a I don't remember the timeline, but uh, what is that? Like they had like one third the amount of uh, days to shoot this as Spider Baby. God, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you're not gonna get a. a a Lon Chaney Jr. masterpiece from this. No. <laughs> no. You're going to get a little little quick genre romp, yeah. comedy genre romp. Yeah. But, I mean, it, for, for what it was, it was good. It's, yeah, definitely worth watching. Um, I gave this movie a two out of five whatevers. Yeah, I, I gave it a two and a half. Uh, and the half was just, you know, just because I felt like it, it sounded nicer to put that half in there. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I, I, I didn't want to slag it or anything like that. But you know, I mean, obviously, we talk a lot of shit. But yeah, uh, it it's impressive for what it is as far as an accomplishment. But as far as a film, it you know, in and of itself, uh, it's not a great movie. It, it's it's entertaining, but it's not great. Yeah, 
yeah, it's it's it, it's it's fun enough to watch. You know, I watched it twice. I didn't hate watching it the second time. Yeah, so. yeah, the the yeah the the length. Even though, like you had mentioned, it felt a little like it could have been shorter. It's still only an hour, basically, which is pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the actual like movie that you have to watch part is, yeah, maybe even a little bit less than an hour once you take yeah. all the credits and shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So. So yeah, like you know, good job, good job. Uh, uh, what's your names? Matt Mercer and Mike Testicle. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 did it. You got it, and uh, it's it's pretty impressive that you did it that way. It's not a masterpiece, but it's fun and worth watching. Yeah, and I'm glad they made it, and I'm glad we got to see it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the I'm, trailer. I thought the trailer was really good. The trailer really kind of set it up to be more bonkers with the you know just like it seemed like a movie that just would like devolve into complete mayhem which it which it kind of does but it's there's always that detached kind of you know we're we're shooting this with a video camera look to it that just just takes any of the the heaviness out of it yeah yeah there there were points where it felt like it was gonna do that where it was just gonna like bounce off the wall and be crazy but it, it didn't do it like the best yeah. it did was like for a second instead of like really just going for it yeah i i guess and there were just a, and then there's a lot of questions for a movie that that really isn't telling too much of a story there shouldn't be that many questions really yeah, yeah. all the canadian in fact the whole canadian mountie thing was completely irrelevant it was just there so they could pop out that red shirt yeah i guess so because it and then why the red why a flash of real color well, I, I feel like this movie was very homage you know? Yeah. But uh, but even then, if you're going to do the, the Canadian angle, why not, like, go for it? Why not have O Canada playing as the song? And a beaver, not a fucking squirrel. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, they, they just glued four bits of plastic to a taxidermied squirrel i mean maybe they didn't have the budget for a beaver maybe beavers are significantly more expensive than squirrels when it comes to taxidermy but like they didn't put like that much effort i don't well i don't know anything about taxidermy i'm just talking out of my ass <clears throat> maybe maybe it's real hard to glue four things to a taxidermy squirrel they could have put they they could have set it in canada and then it wouldn't have really mattered so much the Mountie thing. It would have just been a Canada thing. Mm-hmm. But it was set in Los Angeles, and so that didn't make any sense. So they could have ditched the whole Canada thing and just had him, you know, been a a cop or something because that was just his job. And he got bit by a squirrel. Yeah. If it was in Canada, it could have been a beaver. Blah blah blah. Again, it wouldn't have really mattered. It just would have been some color. Yeah. But instead, they picked two different things, two different settings with no real backstory as to why you have those two different settings and just mashed them together for no reason. Yeah. I guess, I guess it wouldn't have made sense if it was set in Canada for Reggie to be such an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Like maybe parole officers in Canada are just nice. (laughs) I don't know. I think, I think part of it was they were like, you know, uh, we need we need more humor in here. What's funny? You know what's funny? People people think Canada's funny. What if we put in some Canada? 
and then we're, they were like, can we use uh, <laughs> O Canada? And Canada was like, no, you can't use O Canada. And like, oh, shit. I guess we'll use a, a really marching band style Star Spangled Banner and people will think it's O Canada. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, they really play up the Canada thing right at the beginning. And then, you know, it just keeps coming up, but it's it's it just has no relevance. And it didn't have anything to do with the story, really. Yeah. And and the the squirrel and beaver thing that one really bothers me. Part of part of that I don't think we mentioned is that when she was talking about like Y two K and hoarding guns, she she was like, I always told him to be careful out there. And she talked about how the community is changing. And then part like her conclusion of all of that was one time he got bit by this squirrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, and. Was that in Canada that it happened, or was that here? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And why did he die at all? Did he kill himself? If he did, why? Yeah. And then if why didn't she kill herself? If if you know, since apparently, it there's no explanation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, why does shooting her in the back immediately kill her if she's already dead? Yeah. Don't get that either. I guess it might have just stunned her, you know. She she was prone to bouts of unconsciousness. That's true. She did semi die many times. Yeah. How does she like have his chopped up body and shit? Yeah, that didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. How how is there just like a, a heart and hands at the fucking toilet? Like and no one smell it. I guess he I guess the idea is that he killed himself because he didn't want to eat his wife because that's what the letter is about. Yeah. But then, but she certainly had no problems eating him Mm -hmm. or whatever she did. She could have just buried him. Like why, (laughs) why dismember him and, and stuff him in the toilet and fridge? Yeah. 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 And it does, it does seem, yeah. Like she, she was, almost definitely eating him you know the fridge is where she went for you know chunks of stuff yeah some kind of meat yeah so john um what uh uh if people watch this and they're like oh man i mean this was okay i guess but i really want to watch a a good horror movie maybe john could recommend a good horror movie that's like dementia part two adjacent what would you recommend they watch instead or in, in addition to in addition to this yeah um like a palate well, cleanser I'm, after after dementia part two i would watch evil dead part two yeah okay that's that's good yeah <laughs> or the movie karma have you ever heard of that movie it's not even really a horror film uh i did it's not it, it, it's a movie it's just shot in was it shot in texas i think it might have even been shot in houston but it's like a micro budget film and this guy it centers around this family that's getting together for Thanksgiving. And one of the family members is this aging woman who has, she's got like a mental and emotional problems and she's coming back to, you know, visit with the family. And I forget the circumstances, but she's clearly disturbed and it just kind of, you're just kind of seeing these emotions that, that her acting performance is really great. It's a much better portrayal of an aging human and because it's more poignant even though it's probably had about the same budget as this movie uh, her performance is so strong that it works it's actually pretty intense it's it's 
I, I mean, in a way, it almost kind of is a horror movie just because you the portrayal of her struggling emotionally is is, you know, in the light of this family that's pretty well to do and they they don't really want her there and her her son is there, but he doesn't want to have anything to do with her. So it's really awkward and uncomfortable. And, you know, she she insists on cooking the turkey, which becomes this total disaster and all this stuff. So there's a lot of tension and her performance is great. Wow. Okay, I'll have to check that out. There are like a thousand movies called Karma, though, so I'll have to ask you later which one it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I'd like to recommend, I th- I've already mentioned Relic. That is um, mm-hmm. um, Natalie Erica James's Relic, mm-hmm. uh, starring okay. Robin Nevin, Emily Mortimer, and Bella Heathcote. It is a horror movie about dementia, but also about like like human struggle and uh generational femininity not femininity words you know you go watch it it's fine you'll like it probably also uh the taking of deborah logan oh yeah yeah that's that would be yeah that's a good one there you know what i just thought of Hmm. there's the m night shamalama ding dong movie the 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 one about the kids who go to visit their grandparents who turn out to not be their grandparents or whatever oh is this the brand new one no, not uh, old. This okay. is the, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I forget what it's called. It kind of was under the radar, but it was actually pretty good. <laughs> Avatar, the last airbender. Sure. Why yeah. Not? I don't Maybe know. the woman's name is karma. I can't remember. It's, it's a, that was a good movie though, but yeah. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm thinking of the karma movie. Like I'm trying to look it up. Oh, okay. So you're not talking about the M night. movie. <laughs> no, I'm jumping around. Okay. Know? So let's yeah. see. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know this M. Night Shyamalan movie you're talking about, except old. I think it was the, is it the one that he did? What What did he do before old? Was it? Has it been a while since he's made one? Because if was, so, it might be that one. There was Split and Glass. Oh, are you talking uh, about The Visit? Yes. Oh, I don't know The Visit. It's actually pretty, uh, I thought it was pretty disturbing at times. Oh, and it has Katherine Hahn in it. Yay, internet's favorite. Yeah, she's great. A single mother sends her two young children to visit their grandparents on a remote Pennsylvania farm for a week-long trip, but the children discover that the elderly couple is involved in deeply disturbing disturbing activity, and the youngsters' chances of getting back home look less and less likely with every minute that passes. Mm -hmm. Damn! It's actually pretty good. And it turns out it was uh, about hope or something. (laughs) Oh no, the Earth! <laughs> no, I'll have yeah. to check that out. That that looks uh, that looks interesting. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, go watch movies, people. Right. So yeah, did you find did you find what you were talking about with Karma? No, it just pulls up all these Bollywood movies. <laughs> yep. Oh man, I bet there's some probably probably some pretty good Bollywood uh, horror movies with like song and dance numbers. I bet there are. I I wouldn't even begin to know where to look, but I bet there are. I bet we can find one, and I bet we can review one, and I bet we can make total asses of ourselves doing it. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Uh, The dresses look nice. I don't know. Do you have any final notes for the nice people, John? I can't think of anything. Uh, You know, as always, please don't uh, be shy. Get in touch if you want to. Uh, talk movies or ask us questions or insult us or 
you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat there. Any other sort of thing, you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Loathsome Pod or Facebook at Loathsome Things. Um, and since you're already listening to us on uh, on this here pod catcher, if you will, you might see if there's a way that you can leave us a rating and a review uh, somewhere between, you know, one and five stars and tell other people about us, whether we are good or bad, just to let them know whether or not they should listen to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm. <laughs> mm. So gentle. Um, and go listen to uh, Red Sails in the Sunset by The Platters. It's not a bad song. Oh, by the way, yeah. I'm an idiot. Okay. And uh, the movie's called, it's called Krisha. 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 Okay. Her name is Krisha. Her name is Krisha Fairchild, and she plays a character by the same, you know, has the same name, Krisha. Krisha. The 2015 film Krisha. Yeah. The and it's great. drama comedy. Director Trey Edwards Schultz. Yeah, it's shot like up in spring like in the in that city houston that we sometimes visit oh yeah up in spring <laughs> well i mean Relative. when you're in when you're in central america yeah <laughs> uh belize is nice this time of year <laughs> oh it's so nice get away from the heat where we don't originate from which is not texas yeah, the icy cool billies. <laughs> the what is it? The great white north of Belize. <laughs> Grab a parka. Yeah, it's so cool here. All right, people, thank you for listening to us talk about Rob Zombie and Belize and other movies, and also, I guess, Dementia Part Two. Sure, why not? Come back in two weeks when we review a different movie. That'll be fun. And this yes. was fun. Yes. Yeah. All yeah, the we are, things. We are both very good at bringing a podcast to a close. <laughs> Keep in touch and cheers.